0: You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic.
1: Hey, I'm
2: Alison. And I'm Lisa.
0: And I'm Jordan.
2: <laughs> and we're the Soggy Bottom <laughs> Girls here with our very, very special guest, Jordan slash Captain Chaos.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you, Jordan Cox, joining us from Nottingham. And we're hoping to talk to you about all things Bake Off.
0: <laughs> uh, well, thank you for having me. And it's a, it's a pleasure, as always, to uh, to rehash the old days.
1: <laughs> That's so good to hear. That's so good to hear. You know, we obviously anybody can Google anything and I tried Googling you, and there's a few things out there, and it's from so long ago that I'm I'm just happy to hear that it's still a lovely memory for you.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was a – yeah, there, there's never anything really bad to take home from it. It was a, a very positive experience overall.
1: So why? Why did you apply? You know, you said uh, – we were speaking about Ian coming and he said it was a challenge. It was a personal challenge to him. Well,
2: his wife wanted to go to the tea party. And his <laughs> wife wanted to go to the tea party. <laughs>
1: what, what was it for you? Like what made you decide to apply? And then what was that process like for you? I think
0: it's such a strange thing. I asked myself, and certainly I asked myself this an awful lot during the time. I, I will start this by saying I don't watch much TV and I certainly watch no reality TV at all, whatsoever. But there'd been this programme on TV, and over here in this country, we have um, there's two big BBC TV channels that, go, that everyone gets, uh, BBC One and BBC Two. And the Bake Off had always been a BBC Two programme, which means it always been a sort of a second, like, not second-class programme, but a less-watched programme. It never got massive viewing figures. It was put on, like, Tuesday night outside of the time it's not prime time viewing uh, and myself and my wife have watched this we both like cooking shows if we're ever going to watch a show, uh, like sort of tv reality thing it's going to be a cooking show and it's the bake-off it was just this most wonderfully twee thing and I'm, I'm quite silly and twee myself in many ways and then they just they did lovely things and my wife was always the baker really I was never particularly a baker until starting to watch this show and uh, I think, like so many of us, I watched watched the show week on week. Watched the technical challenges, and uh, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I, I want a crack at that, and you know? I want I want to have a go. That's what that's what so many of us do, We watch the show of a week, and then of a weekend, you have a go at making the Battenberg, you see. You know? And that's what they were like. All the challenges with these lovely. I don't want to say simple, but they were the, the home bakes. They were real things that you could just get down with. I understand that. Listen, so I'd, I'd go over and practice. Uh, and so it was off of that, really. I, a few people, I think anyone who bakes, someone jokingly says to you, Oh, you should apply for the bake off. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly in this country, it is just, bleh. I said, All right, I, OK, I will. And I've never applied for any TV show at any point before. But yeah, what why not and so it was done as a spare of the moment thing. i missed the in fact I, if i remember i missed the date for handling of applications i thought about it and i'm like oh, yeah i think i'm going to do it i think i'm going to do it and i half typed out this application form, not quite finished it then i looked like oh no the application date for handling date was two days before um well oh, never mind then i had to look on the website to see that, oh, no, they'd extended it by a week. <laughs> and so I thought, well, that's fate, isn't it? I've got to, I've got to apply. So I, I finished typing it out. And I, I'd love to say that, and I probably feel really guilty because I'm sure some people have put lots of time and lots of effort into their applications, but I'm such a spur of the moment. Like, <laughs> out it goes. Uh, I didn't think anything of it until about two days later, and that's when I got my first phone call. Um, and really? It, it was because I was one of the latest people to apply. Um, and they'd had, what did they say? They'd had 10,000 applicants of my wow. season. Of which they called, they said they called, I, I'm thinking back to you, figures give me years ago, but it was like calling a couple of thousand people. And they said that of those two, few thousand people, they would know the people who they most wanted to see fairly quickly within a phone call. You know, you're going to know from someone's tone on the phone as to whether they're worth seeing again. And so I've just thrown into this interview process. This long, drawn out, many week, many weekends, many challenges, almost like a bit of the show itself, interview Mm -hmm. process. And I am quite competitive. (laughs) I'm less competitive now since the show. I had that beaten out of me a little. Um, (laughs) But I used to be very competitive. And I think it was just, by that point, the drive to get on the show just felt like such, like that felt like the end goal without thinking necessarily about the show that then came after. I was never silly enough to think, Oh yeah, I'm one of Britain's best bakers. It was just like a a bit of a laugh at it. (laughs)
1: Like
0: let's let's do this. And so for each one, I turned up there in something fairly ridiculous as an item of clothing. Um, (sighs) like a shirt with Batman all over it or something like that. And I've got loud and I've got big hair and I've got big teeth. And I'm, I'm famed for being a bit loud. It wasn't something I have to necessarily turn on. Uh, and I think it just, it just vibed. It vibed with the, uh, the production crew. Um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was crazy. It was a lovely, lovely experience. And I think back to like my first, the first audition in London where I was sent down and I sat on my own in this old cafe beforehand, just drinking a cup of coffee. thinking did that. Can't tell anyone what you're doing. And it was just insane, insane things, insane.
2: So, before you start your run, you have to have all your bakes. You tell them what you're going to do.
0: So, the, but the audition process goes telephone call, a like long telephone call, and they ask you from the very start. They check your baking knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, no one gets onto that show without really cutting the mustard when it comes to baking. Right. Even though some of us fall apart so drastically on the first episode, second episode, third episode, everyone goes next, really can bake. So the first episode, first thing was a telephone. Then they invited loads of us, like loads and loads and loads of us down to a couple of places, both ends of our country, Manchester or London, two audition venues. And we were told to bring two bakes with us one savoury and one sweet and they were cakes of our choosing do what you want impress us and I, remember I had to catch in the train down feeling nervous I took um, I took some croissants with me and I think some cinnamon rolls Um, you, you can't be a cinnamon roll can you it's my nature no
2: you cannot
0: <laughs> and, and of course croissants if you want to show off croissants are a good thing to show off with right um, and so I can remember sitting there and we there's just incredible bakers in this tiny little room as it's like, they're seeing hundreds of people, but there's only 10 of us in a room at a time waiting our turn. And they, you go and see who later I found out was the producer of the show, Sam Benos. Uh, And she asked you some questions and I, can't, I couldn't tell you what she asked me. I just went, like, <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, and obviously they know quite quickly if you're going to be the type of person they want, because some people were instantly then led into another room and it's not like a a Simon Cowley x-factory thing it was very it's very Bake Off Uh, but some people were then put into this tiny room and I swear they do it's terrifying this tiny tiny room with the biggest camera they've got bigger than any camera I saw them use on Bake Off and they have you just with it there, staring at this camera <laughs> as they start to ask you some questions. And I think it's just to see if you've met. Um, mm-hmm. like some people are great until the camera's on them. <laughs> um, and again, you know, they ask you pretty much the same questions. And they said, all right, see you later. Bye. Okay. And so, you, so you went home. And then a few weeks later, they called up and said, okay, now you, we want you to come down to London to a test kitchen that was in a, a lovely borough called Shoreditch. Very hipstery, uh, and they, it was basically a technical challenge. So they said that they wanted to, me to bring um, some. They gave me two recipes: some scones and a simple white bread loaf, and they, we had to bring those down with. And then we turned up to this kitchen, and it was basically a technical. There was twenty of us, and we were each given the station, and we were each given the ingredients to Mary Berry's carrot cake. Um, And anyone who's baked uh, for any length of time, certainly if you're trying to get on the bake-off, you know Mary Berry's carrot cake. And you know the recipe, you know the ingredients when they're pretty, you know, like, that's a carrot and there's some cream cheese. All right. Uh, And that's when I met Norman for the first time. That's when I met Diana for the first time, alongside lots of other people who, unfortunately, didn't make it. Um, And we baked the cake. We baked the cake. And they, uh, I suppose, they interviewed us about baking the cake, much like the show. Um... And then they off home again. And then it waited and then it waited and then it waited for
1: so and, long. Excuse and me, but they, at, at that point, are you excited? Are you like, I wanna get the, I wanna get in, I wanna get in.
0: Yeah. Well, this is when I think my competitive spirit took over, because by this point I wasn't thinking end game of what the show was gonna be like. I was just thinking I just wanting to be on the show. By this point, you know you yeah, they're sort of dangling this in front of you, like, oh, you might be good enough. You might be <laughs> adorned with the, the beautiful Bake Off brush. Uh, and they, they told us that uh, they've whittled it down to 13 contestants, which, of oh, wow. course, there's 12 people on Bake Off. Right. So they said what happened is they've taken audition videos. They've be taken at the, uh, the various events we've been to. Which then go to the BBC and they go to a separate producer or production team, who then get to watch all of those videos and decide the final twelve. So they don't, they don't tell you who is the wild card. They don't say which of the ones. So they that, just an idea, and they said we will tell you though. We'll let you know. We'll let you know, and they didn't let me know. And it went on and on and on, and then it, this would have been almost this time of year. In fact, they eventually found up and they went look. The BBC are dragging their heels. They don't know. They're, they're waiting. So what we're going to do is normally we wait until the BBC have decided, but we're not this time. We're going to um, come and film you at home now. So you know all those little bits they do where they see you at your house, they see you playing some hobbies. We want to come and film you doing that day, and we'll get that to everyone, if you want, and then we'll work it out after. Okay? So, again, you, know, you can't tell anyone. No one's allowed to know this stuff, apart from my wife. And then they say, okay, well, now you have to tell some people. We need some, like, some of your friends to be on so they can pose and make these little scenes out of the house. Like, we did that. I belong to a cake club, and they run a little impromptu cake club at a pub. We were, like, quite obvious to what's going on because there's loads of people eating cake. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's hard to hide this stuff. Um, but it was during that day, that's when I found out. So they come to my work, Again, no one at my work knows, and my work, everyone knows everyone's business, and they're filming me (laughs) Mm -hmm. in my workplace. (laughs) They're filming me cycling around my workplace. I I played it with the boss. Um, And then we'd gone for lunch to a really bad pub that was just close by. And then we were going to drive to my house and we were going to film stuff at my house. And it was sat in that pub. They got a phone call and came back and went, ah, good news, you're in. We. Uh, so then, to answer your question, I told you I do ramble. Then they give, you the, um, <laughs> <laughs> they give you the, the recipes. So it works out. They gave you weeks, w- recipes for weeks one and two. Not recipes, sorry. Um, recipe Yeah. Um, so, like, the, we want you to make a Swiss roll. That's going to be one of them, uh, the uh, the savory biscuits. Um, and the show spot. showstoppers, they give you those. They give you weeks one and two on one week, and they say, right, like, you've got two weeks to get those back to us. Then the next week, they give you weeks three and four and say, right, you've got two weeks to get those back to us. Then the week, and the next week there, and the next week on four of them. So you have to – it doesn't matter how soon you're booted off, you've had to plan for every single show, which is brutal to the poor, like poor Claire, who was booted off first because she right. planned for 10 shows. And put great work into planning those 10 shows. Uh, that's what happens. Um, and it was also just chaos because that's when you get a taste of what you were in for, both with the work that we're doing. So suddenly like they don't just want you to say, Oh, I think I'm gonna make a like a strawberry swiss roll. No, it's gotta be fine detail, exactly what you want, exactly what you will do to like the degree, mm. exactly like, ingredients, make a model of uh any kitchen implements you use. Huge detail. Um, fair enough, you understand. Uh, it was just a lot. When you're, you, when you're so green and you have no idea, you're like, just like right. wow. And that's also when the recipes started coming through. And they told us that ours was going to be the first year, going back to my BBC One, BBC Two thing, ours right. was the first year that wasn't going to be on BBC Two. It was going to be on BBC One. They were going to move it to prime time, prime slot. So the first time, I'm like, okay. So accordingly, they wanted all the recipes and all the challenges to be that, that bitch much more. Yep. All of us who have watched it thinking, we can make a bake roll tart. That's what, you know, you know, we can make a, a Bamberg. And these are within the confines of a British baker. we well, then like, okay, now we want your signature Drobos tort. We're like, <laughs> what's a Drobos tort? Let alone having a signature, Drob- <laughs> having a signature Drobos tort. It implies you've made so many Drobos talks in the past. <laughs> you've obviously got your favorite Drobos talks that people say they most prefer. <laughs> oh, there was so many. The kugelhoof. Can you just knock up your signature kugelhoof, please? What's <laughs> a kugelhoof. Um, I, know, I, was, I got the first week's one when I was on a course, another IT course, and I was on a, in a hotel, cheap ho- London hotel on my own, and they just started sending through these recipe requests. And I just scoured London. I just walked around London and started buying cakes. And help. they help. <laughs> help.
1: So how dedicated did you get to the practicing? I mean, were you good at that? Is that, I, I mean, it sounds so stressful to us to have to, to practice and have a life. In and, a and a job. And a job and family. I, I just... The confines of it are really interesting and stressful sounding.
0: They, they, it was, I'm not going to lie. It was one of the more and most stressful things I've ever done. Um, We've silly because it's a TV show about baking cake. Right. But it wasn't even necessarily the recipe production. It was, sometimes it was the amount so, you would finish work at five, you would come home, you're not getting home until sort of six ish, you're having dinner and things. By the time you're starting, like, right, now let's practice, it's seven o'clock ish. And say bread week, well, then you happen to have until, wait for things to set, wait for things to rise. You, have to, you can have many hours. Yeah, yeah. Or you're doing donut week when they're going, right, can you practice your 36 best donuts, please?
1: Yeah.
0: You if you are practicing, you need to be able to practice things. You have to make sure I can do the recipe I'm planning on doing within that time frame. So you end up with just a huge amount of food and all this mm-hmm. time. So you're working through till four in the morning. Um yeah, I uh, I thought I practiced enough. Um I was fairly happy. I took lots of stuff into work and things and yet other people's judgments. Um yeah, it was if there were things that, of course, you liked practicing more because those things I like eating more. Uh, and things that you were going to practice less. Uh, and then you always... So I, I think I practiced like, the, the first episodes you practiced the most and then with the hope that you would get through to the le- later episodes. Um, I do know the final is never given to the finalists. The finalists never know what's happening on the final. Oh. Uh, that the produ- producers will make the themes of the final... According to um, the strengths and weaknesses of the finalists. Yep. Um, which is wonderful. It, it, it keeps everyone on their toes.
1: <laughs> so, what, where's your baking banki- strength lie? Was there a week that you were really looking forward to and you never got to it? Like, what was the, the theme <laughs> that you were like, I'm going to nail this if I can only get there? Or did you? Is, was one of the three weeks one of your favorite things? Thanks.
0: Uh, I can I'll tell you, every single man walked into the Bake Off green room that was uh, like in the lovely, that manor house you see in the background. All of us, wrongly and arsily so, walked into uh, that week going, bread week, now we're talking, people, <laughs> now we're talking, we don't bake cakes, we don't <laughs> bake biscuits, we all bake bread. Just and like Paul Hollywood. Ladies, yeah this is it and it is it's the thing that i you know who's knocking up massive cakes all the time Who's wow. knocking you know, there's a limit as to how many does i would love to bake donuts all the time but i'm not i'm not making job off torts or google flips all the time I'm knocking <laughs> up bread loaves you know that that's it it's your daily loaf isn't it and i think that was the same and true for so many of us and uh, so many of the ladies of that uh might round went, oh, we don't bake bread. Normally, that's the thing we've had to practice most. Mm-hmm. And we went in there and all, oh, well, bar pretty much Louis, had, had the floor white with us by the ladies. Um, the, the ladies did so much better, so much over. I was booted out of Bread Week. Um, it was by far the week I was most confident about. Yeah, and the thing
2: now. is that when Alison and I talk about, we knew we were going to get to talk to you. And I kept saying to her, he had a good week. He had a good week. It, it everything, a, everything, came out nice. And I remember, you know, they gave you a really great compliment on your signature, and we're like, it, you, you really appreciated that compliment. And they sent you home that week. I, think I just don't so know. So many
0: issues with bread. Um, I think mean, it could apply to lots of weeks. But I think it does apply to bread, certainly with Paul Hollywood, more than most. It comes down to time. So when they say time's up, and time is up, when time is up. Mm-hmm. you've got your thing in front of you and you know it's raw of course you know it's raw you're know, like that if you were at home i'm going to stick some paper on the top of that and i'm going to throw it back in the oven for another right. however long it takes um, but you don't have that and so you sit there and uh, they do all the little things so you finish your bake and then they clear you out and you get to drink tea while they clean the tent the production team clean the tent lovely like elves come through and make it look <laughs> tacky And then they set one big desk up with the camera that's sort of on a, on a trolley that zooms around and then you take it in turns to go with your bake for that round, put it as they do the shot of you looking at it at the end. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And those are all (laughs) done individually. So that means if you hate your bake, if you just spent like four hours doing something that you really loathe, you then go back into the green room, have some lunch, have a cup of tea, think, oh, I really, really hate that cake. Then you have to go and spend 20 minutes staring at it, <laughs> loving it, <really> mm-hmm. noticing <laughs> the perfection. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? Um, it, it's the nature.
2: <laughs> right. Do you feel like they purposely give you a little less time than you need i that was a question that a lot of people told me to ask that it's so incredibly stressful and half the time everybody thinks it's done and paul says it's raw you know because there just was not enough time do you think they do that on purpose
0: i th- they if you'd asked me a few years ago i'd have said yes absolutely <laughs> definitely 100%, 100% they push you um I've seen, so since going on the Bake Off, a couple of years later, I took myself to a college, a local college, and I did a pastry and patissier course. And I worked with chefs, people who do this for a living. Uh-huh. And more than anything, it taught me how, how very daft us Bake Off <laughs> contestants can be. Oh, wow. You know, making life hard for yourself. Um, and a professional baker, you ask a professional baker to knock out 36 donuts in four hours, and they'll say, Yeah, what do you want me to do with the other three and a half hours? Ah, um, yeah, I yeah, suppose you learn the tricks of the trade. And of course, Paul and Mary know the tricks of the trade, so they're setting it to like they can do that in that time. So if they can do that in that time, well, you should be able to. If you're if you're bullshit enough to put yourself forward <laughs> to uh, the great British baking show, yeah, you should, you should be able to do that, but it's yeah, it's really hard and what you don't plan for of course is the uh, the filming time so you might have it at home and you're like right i've got this down i've practiced i've got four hours for this i'm going down for like three hours and 50 minutes here's my stuff it's looking great but you don't factor for uh, like things not being exactly where they were looking for that spoon where have you put this the tv coming over the crew coming over wanting to talk to you about it mary and paul coming over to talk about it uh, Mel and Sue coming over to give yourself, you sarcastic comments about it. Um, just at one point uh, during the biscuit week, I lost an entire building of my little three D biscuit scene. I just mm. put it down over there because it was cooling. Never found it again. Um, it was like several hours later. They didn't judge me harshly for it more than they did for anything else. <laughs> right. but, yeah, you just—it was chaos. It was so chaos in there with so many things going on that mm. you couldn't plan for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where People like Nancy, of course That's why she came into our own Hopefully you've watched my season before
2: oh, Only about 20 <laughs> oh times my, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 is so like... This is why Nancy Was the well-deserving winner Because she wasn't fact She, she is a cool, campaign.
2: calm character Yeah You, you wanted to make
0: a thousand lady fingers Alright, there's a thousand lady fingers mm-hmm. um, Yeah, without breaking a sweat like, oh, yeah, alright Hat off.
2: Yeah, you deserve that crown. <laughs> she did. She
1: did. And in terms of um, you know other challenges that they seem to put out there, like having tiny refrigerators and you know freezers, can you speak to that at all? Because obviously you're in a season where there's a huge controversy later on, which we've we've already discussed. But um, can you speak to that? It, it it just seems Lisa and I have talked about this many times. Like, again, why not give them adequate equipment and counter space and things like that? Are you assigned a certain freezer and this is your freezer and you shouldn't use other people's freezers? Or-
0: no, not necessarily. So that, that was a crazy, crazy. That happened the week after I left. Um, right. But I was booted out. Everything was cheerful. We've got this big WhatsApp group that I still we've still got to this day where all bus bakers all chat all the time. They're very, Aww. very um, and we've been chatting all week and then the following week happened, and as each baker had been booted out, you know, we're really supportive on the grief of each baker before telling what's gone on. And then the next weekend after mine happened and it just went silent. Oh. <laughs> what's going on here then? And it sort of takes a while to come out. And it was just and then everything was fine because it's, it's Ian and Diana and it's baking baked Alaska. It was it was such a non-event in their lives. Um, and it really was um, until it was hit the TV and then it wasn't another it, and then it was a huge thing and
2: people blew it up they blew it yeah,
0: up yeah completely the production team were very unaware um, going back to that again the BBC 2 BBC 1 thing no one expected my season of the Bake Off to be as successful or popular as it was we, we were the highest rated TV show in the UK that year, more than the World Cup. Wow. More than the World Cup? Cup. More more than Britain in the World Cup. It was an insane thing. Um, For for what was a twee little baking show. Um, And so the press was a big thing. We were all called together a week before it started and told by the production team, the press don't care. Press don't care about bake-off at all. They really don't. Know. Your local press, your local paper, they'll print something when, you know, when you're in it, of course. But the local press don't care about – so the national press don't care about baking cakes. They really don't. And then two days later, all of us were front pages of 50 60% of the papers in this country. It was, I came home from work and there were reporters waiting for me outside my oh, door. Oh, Wow. Wow. Yeah, the thing is, I'm, I'm actually a really meek, quiet person. I know I've got a really big gob, but I'm incredibly like a lot of people from Bake Off. none of us were fame hounds at all. That wasn't the right. thing. And so it was just insane. So the the whole Baked Alaska thing, we didn't anticipate. We didn't know, the BBC didn't anticipate. They didn't anticipate that the editing of the show was going to make it flow in such a way that made it look like it had such impact. Yeah. um the reality of the day, of course, is something happens for 10, 20 seconds, it's captured mm-hmm. by camera because they capture everything. Everything. Um, even you're all mic up, so even if the cameras aren't on you and you mutter something under your breath, by the time you've turned around, there's a camera one. You're going, What happened there? Mm-hmm. What's going on, John? Um, wow. And that's sort of what happened on that, that Alaska week. There's something happened, it was a boiling day. It, 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 it was silly. As for the kids, to answer your question, we asked this to the show. We've had the, the joys of asking the producers this, I suppose. And there is a wise point, which is as soon as you start taking away home use equipment, you become MasterChef. You, and I, mean, I know that seems silly and daft because who's ever working under that type of pressure? But that's the nature of a show, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so they give you everything's best as the best their ovens are the best of the best their cookers are the best of the best their their fridges and their freezers are the best of the best if you're opening them 20 times a minute and it's a, it yeah. a 10 and it's 40 degrees it happens i don't you know, no one expected that to happen no one was set up to fail necessarily but it, yeah okay. it felt like that it, ha- it happened to another contestant as well a few episodes later don't we i always go back to donuts um, but that week, one of the contestants, her uh, friars, failed um, in the show, and you don't see that in the show. The, 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 the positive, That's the only negative I would ever say, is the show is always edited to make the bake-off look perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh-huh. it, uh, and the judges will always be good. They'll always take this into account, although you won't see this. Like the, everything the judges do is always 10 times longer. Everything's always 10 times longer than you see on TV. Um, when they come to you, you desk and they talk about what you're doing it's 10 times longer if it looks on the show they're just giving a negative comment they have given 10 minutes of positive comments before that negative comment um mary paul uh, are they were wonderful people um they really were like truly wonderful people who would would only ever want and push best Um, i struggled with the tv when it came out because sometimes you see something i had a rough few days <laughs> i did a rough few days in that tent uh, but when i came to watch it on tv I, I remember of course you're likely to you remember the positive things that were said to you more than the negative sure but because of the edit and because they've only got an hour they're not going to lambust about the positives to so some dude probably didn't do that well they're going to concentrate on the one negative comment and move on to the next contestant i struggled with that i'm not gonna lie um but I'm also aware, I'm a, a sensible man. I'm aware it's the nature of the beast. Uh, yeah, it's, it's what happens with it. That someone does well. No one wanted to be first. All of us were in that green room on the, like week one. Just go, please. please just not first, not me. Please don't let me be the first person out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anything that you're happy with.
1: Right. Well, that actually explains some things because we mention editing a lot and wonder about that. I, I it's, It's... Well, when we watched it when you've watched as much as Lisa and I have, like I pick up on little things lately and I've wondered more and more like this has been edited to have a certain narrative that maybe isn't, you know, exactly how it occurred.
0: It is weird. They sort of it is and it isn't. It's very honest. It's very, very honest with its show. They don't it, of course, it's, as anyone who watches will realise, we wear the same clothes for both mm-hmm. days right. because it does give a little edited freedom. But that is generally only for like that oh, reaction shot. Or, mm-hmm. reaction mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. they and even that's rare. Normally, things are very much in sequence. Hmm. But it's they have, I think, about six cameras, possibly more than that, filming mm-hmm. at any one time. Wow. And you start with 12 bakers. So let's say six cameras filming for 12 hours over two days to make one episode.
1: Right. It's such, it's
0: such a huge amount of footage. And we chatted to the film and the t- TV crews about this. And they went, you know, effectively the Bake Off is a boring program if it was shown for what it was. It's, it's an hour-long program of people putting things <laughs> into others and taking things out of others. <laughs> yep whisking. Things. <laughs> like, it, there isn't that much thrill in it is there so it's have you ever seen top gear it's very much in the same these are shows that are masterclasses of editing true mm-hmm. true masterclasses. and they warn you before and right? they say you'll never be able to watch any reality tv show ever again once you've been on this they'll, they'll all be ruined so you'll see mm-hmm. you'll see the magic behind it and yeah it's just and you do, I suppose you do. Yes. Certainly with food programs now, you, you can't help but watch them. And go. Broom.
2: So uh, do you watch? Are you still watching the like, more mean, current seasons? Because uh, as you know, we're obsessed with it. So I would love to get your take because it sounds like when you were doing it and before that, when you, your season blew it up, which is so good to know because we didn't know that.
1: But 2014, before, right?
0: This yeah, is it, it, it really wasn't the first huge
2: one, yes. Right. But before that, it's, you know, home baking. We're we're doing home baking. And now Allison and I are watching it. We're going, what were they doing making them do a 3D sculpture of cookies of a self-portrait? What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> or or, a, or a, a bust of a famous person. What? That's not home baking? We don't do that?
0: I, I, I think this is not so I asked myself would I have applied for it in future years probably not like if I'm seeing people sculpt things out of bread and cake <laughs> right, <that's>
2: bread <laughs> line. I'm not
0: applying for that I'm not applying for that at all No chance. So um, I'm applying because it was a home baking show mm-hmm. it did it has morphed into something else the seasons after uh, immediately after I watched um, so I watched Nadia's season and I've um, I, 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 I met Nadia she's a lovely lovely lady deserves all of the love that she gets I watched the season after that, but my memory's getting hazy.
2: <laughs> and
0: then I, I must say I saw it sort of dropped off. I, uh, and the strange thing is I'm a massive Noel Fielding fan. I'm a huge, I was a, a huge Noel Fielding fan since the days of Mighty Bush. And mm-hmm. I would love to meet Noel Fielding. Truly adore to meet Noel Fielding. But I don't know. It just never... When, I suppose once you're in there or once you've been in it, the people, I'm always happy to chat to the people who have been in it. And you feel like you've got this, this sort of joined experience, um, for better or worse. Uh, but no, I, I do struggle to watch it now. Okay. Uh, I have seen the latest celebrity one looks amazing. Like uh, James McAvoy's in it. Daisy Rowley's in it. Um, Listen, it's incredible. I'm, I'm suddenly, I feel like I'm cool. I'm hanging with cool people because they right? do it. are you. cool. You're <laughs>
2: super cool. Have they hit you up for any of the holiday ones where they do like the limited with just four past contestants?
0: <laughs> they haven't because of the Baked Alaska incident. Is something that I don't think I've ever said or anyone's ever particularly no. Um Because of that, um, the... <laughs> It was a difficult time. So when that episode happened, the producers called everyone up
2: and Diana
0: took it hard. Diana is one of the loveliest people you could ever have. She meet.
2: seems like it, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And she truly is. And Ian would say that too. Um, mm-hmm. anyone, would say it. anyone who meets Diana would say that. and um, She is one of the world's nicest people. And it was the way the press treated Diana was awful. It was really awful. And so they called me up the week after and I had, and you'll find this, you know, this is if you search my name and bake off, it's probably the thing you'll see most about me. And it was again, something that was blown out of proportions. People wanted to write about something. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think it was edited particularly well. It, again, I look back at it with different eyes and you look at it at the time. And I think that it could have been a little nicer to how Diana was shown. It was mm-hmm. nice. Or maybe it doesn't need to be in there at all. If it wasn't that hugely affecting to the final outcome, did it need to be, even be in the episode? There's an argument for. Uh, right. And I phrase this, but I, I can get quite heated when I'm backing up people I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my actions. I, I, I do. Uh, and so I, I sort of made my bed with the Bake Off Productions. Ah. <laughs> my fear on that one. Uh, look, this isn't uh I love my time on it. Uh, my episodes, I watched when they were on TV. Uh, as Sue told me from Mel and Sue, don't watch yourself on TV. Um, no no good will come from watching yourself <laughs> on TV. Uh, but yeah, the episode, I was very proud I was in them. And, and the rest of it, all my friends, absolutely everything. I understand why the show was done that way. It could have been done better. Um, mm-hmm. I asked myself, would I go back now? If they asked me, maybe, maybe it's time. Um, I might go back in as a, as for a Christmas celebration one a few of my uh, my team have done it before for like a Chetna's done it and uh yeah Kate's done it they were they mm-hmm. enjoyed it but Nancy of course did it this year um yeah hat off to them I, I'm proud of the ones who've so
1: what's your favorite what's the best thing that came out of this the people you met would you say or uh, yeah
0: a hundred percent and it's as twee as it sounds uh, that that's the, the best thing and not uh, just not just the people from the bake-off itself although yeah a hundred percent these are people from 12 different walks of life mm.
1: you
0: know, like, there is no way that someone like myself would normally meet someone like Nancy um, we are very very different people or someone like Diana in fact this this wonderful country estate owner <laughs> you know like, I live I live effectively in the ghetto in Nottingham um, I've <laughs> I, I came to realize I was the, my season's a bit rough with uh, <laughs> there, some posh people, um, but they were just wonderful. But then, since the show was ended, of course, I was lovely enough to be in, just asked to do some wonderful things and uh, to meet some lovely people. Uh, people would invite you to places to taste cake and eat cake, or always to judge cake that I always found very difficult um, saying anything's good or bad. Certainly after having, done, having it done to me myself. Is thus very hard to judge anyone else, but it's been fantastic. Um, the whole experience was just a, a wonderful thing. Um, you know, baking is a huge part of my life. There, there's many other... I, I was saying to my wife earlier today that with time, I've come to realize that the people from the bake-off, they love baking they also like a thousand other things we're all people who pick up a thousand different hobbies a thousand different interests and that's made for such interest that's made for like such great discussion and you've always got someone now no matter what your question is or what your odd little quirk is you've got this wealth of knowledge of people who treat all of their hobbies and interests mm-hmm. like they treat baking we all have this weirdly obsession about things that we do um Claire's currently destroying an old leather sofa because she wants to turn it, yeah, the leather into something else entirely, into some weight-lifting things, and she's asking Diana's husband for tips on leather care, and he's had these. that. It, yeah, uh, these people are amazing. That's uh, amazing. So what's
2: your other hobby? What's your greatest hobby besides baking?
0: Oh, It depends on the week.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: I like to pick up many different things. Uh, over furrow, I've been doing lots of woodworking, work um, I'm doing lots of cross-stitch at the moment. I've just picked up oh.
1: cross-stitch,
0: which has been lovely. Um, yeah, nothing. pretty much nothing in front of a screen. If I can avoid a screen at all costs, yes. then I think we all need to disconnect a little, don't we? Be it in baking or in anything else. I think that's, that's what the Bake Off is best at. Is it pushes people all into the kitchen. It mm-hmm. pushes people back to baking. And it shows us these wonderful things from around the world. So you in America get to see stuff. So this side the pond that you would never see, but equally we're in the UK learning about European banks. They're mm-hmm. incredible. Um from the show. It, it's a, a wonderfully inventive and imaginative show.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, Jordan, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're very, very kind to give us your time and uh, I feel actually better about this season, Lisa. I have talked to you, really. Yes. I have a different, a different uh, outlook about it.
0: You, so you really you. should know that certainly as you go into the episode after mine, that every, everything is as happy as can be behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> good. Uh, it's
1: good to you, know.
0: Yeah, uh, Ian has been uh, with his wife to Diana's house, uh, as we all have for giant meetups, and Diana and her husband went to Ian's wedding.
2: Oh, see now, why isn't that in the newspaper? I want to <laughs> there know about see, that.
0: There you go. <laughs> like, knowing that, hopefully, keeps everything happy and keeps the uh, that. I would say it's an illusion, but it's not an illusion. The truth that the Bake Off really is that tweet. Mhm. Love
1: it. Love it. Yeah. Thank, oh. thank, thank you so much. I... All done and dusted.
2: Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.